0: Chapter 13. Among the prophets and teachers of the church at Antioch of Syria were Barnabas, Simeon, called the Black Man, Lucius from Cyrene, Manaan, the childhood companion of King Herod Antipas, and Saul. One day, as these men were worshipping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Appoint Barnabas and Saul for the special work to which I have called them. So after more fasting and prayer, the men laid their hands on them and sent them on their way. So Barnabas and Saul were sent out by the Holy Spirit. They went down to the seaport of Seleucia and then sailed for the island of Cyprus. There in the town of Salamis, they went to the Jewish synagogues and preached the word of God. John Mark went with them as their assistant. Afterward they travelled from town to town across the entire island until finally they reached Paphos where they met a Jewish sorcerer a false prophet named Bar-Jesus. He had attached himself to the governor Sergius Paulus who was an intelligent man. The governor invited Barnabas and Saul to visit him for he wanted to hear the word of God. But Elymas, the sorcerer as his name means in Greek, interfered and urged the governor to pay no attention to what Barnabas and Saul said. He was trying to keep the governor from believing. Saul, also known as Paul, was filled with the Holy Spirit and he looked the sorcerer in the eye. Then he said, "'You son of the devil, "'full of every sort of deceit and fraud "'and enemy of all that is good.' Will you never stop perverting the true ways of the Lord? Watch now, for the Lord has laid his hand of punishment upon you, and you will be struck blind. You will not see the sunlight for some time. Instantly, mist and darkness came over the man's eyes, and he began groping around, begging for someone to take his hand and lead him. When the governor saw what had happened, he became a believer, for he was astonished at the teaching about the Lord. Paul and his companions then left Paphos by ship for Pamphylia, landing at the town port of Perga. There John Mark left them and returned to Jerusalem. But Paul and Barnabas travelled inland to Antioch of Pisidia. On the Sabbath, they went to the synagogue for the services, After the usual readings from the books of Moses and the prophets, those in charge of the service sent them this message. Brothers, if you have any word of encouragement for the people, come and give it. So Paul stood, lifted his hand to quiet them, and started speaking. Men of Israel, he said, and you God-fearing Gentiles, listen to me. The God of this nation of Israel chose our ancestors and made them multiply and grow strong during their stay in Egypt. Then, with a powerful arm, he led them out of their slavery. He put up with them through 40 years of wandering in the wilderness. Then he destroyed seven nations in Canaan and gave their land to Israel as an inheritance. All this took about 450 years. After that, God gave them judges to rule until the time of Samuel the prophet. Then the people begged for a king, and God gave them Saul, son of Kish, a man of the tribe of Benjamin, who reigned for 40 years. But God removed Saul and replaced him with David, a man about whom God said, I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will do everything I want him to do. And it is one of King David's descendants, Jesus, who is God's promised saviour of Israel. Before he came, John the Baptist preached that all the people of Israel needed to repent of their sins and turn to God and be baptised. As John was finishing his ministry, he asked, Do you think I am the Messiah? No, I am not. But he is coming soon, and I am not even worthy to be his slave and untie the sandals on his feet. Brothers, you sons of Abraham, and also you God-fearing Gentiles, this message of salvation has been sent to us. The people in Jerusalem and their leaders did not recognize Jesus as the one the prophets had spoken about. Instead, they condemned him, and in doing this, they fulfilled the prophets' words that are read every Sabbath, They found no legal reason to execute him, but they asked Pilate to have him killed anyway. When they had done all that the prophecies said about him, they took him down from the cross and placed him in a tomb. But God raised him from the dead, and over a period of many days he appeared to those who had gone with him from Galilee to Jerusalem. They are now his witnesses to the people of Israel. And now we are here to bring you this good news. The promise was made to our ancestors and God has now fulfilled it for us, their descendants, by raising Jesus. This is what the second psalm says about Jesus. You are my son. Today I have become your father. For God had promised to raise him from the dead, not leaving him to rot in the grave. He said, I will give you the sacred blessings I promised to David. Another psalm explains it more fully. You will not allow your Holy One to rot in the grave. This is not a reference to David, for after David had done the will of God in his own generation, he died and was buried with his ancestors, and his body decayed. No, it was a reference to someone else someone whom God raised and whose body did not decay. Brothers, listen. We are here to proclaim that through this man Jesus, there is forgiveness for your sins. Everyone who believes in him is made right in God's sight, something the law of Moses could never do. Be careful. Don't let the prophet's words apply to you. For they said, Look, you mockers, be amazed and die, for I am doing something in your own day, something you wouldn't believe, even if someone told you about it. As Paul and Barnabas left the synagogue that day, the people begged them to speak about these things again the next week. Many Jews and devout converts to Judaism followed Paul and Barnabas, and the two men urged them to continue to rely on the grace of God. The following week, almost the entire city turned out to hear them preach the word of the Lord. But when some of the Jews saw the crowds, they were jealous. So they slandered Paul and argued against whatever he said. Then Paul and Barnabas spoke out boldly and declared, It was necessary that we first preach the word of God to you Jews. But since you have rejected it and judged yourselves unworthy of eternal life, We will offer it to the Gentiles. For the Lord gave us this command when he said, I have made you a light to the Gentiles to bring salvation to the farthest corners of the earth. When the Gentiles heard this, they were very glad and thanked the Lord for his message and all who were chosen for eternal life became believers. So the Lord's message spread throughout that region. Then the Jews stirred up the influential religious women and the leaders of the city and they incited a mob against Paul and Barnabas and ran them out of town. So they shook the dust from their feet as a sign of rejection and went to the town of Iconium. And the believers were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. The photo for today's show is from Port Quinn in Cornwall, England. Port Quinn is atop the cliffs, right on the coastline, where the views are spectacular. You've got the sand under the water that is making beautiful colours, like in the Caribbean. And so I was walking with my husband across the moors... It was getting later in the day. We were just following the paths and you can see in the image that the paths are so well worn that they're actually a couple of feet down into into the land. If it had been in the days of horse-drawn carriages, you would have seen those two ruts deeply in there. But with the kind of land that there is along the clifftop. It's the perfect place for somebody to have been walking. And so as I walked, I was attracted to just how amazing the landscape is. But also following very carefully my footsteps, you know, just paying attention because it was a very narrow path. And I didn't want to kind of just sort of be turning my head, not paying attention, then kind of trip up because of the side walls, But we were walking near a, a very interesting property that's owned by the National Trust called Doyden Castle. So it's a very tiny little fortress right on the edge of the cliff there. But it wasn't a castle for a king or a queen. It was created by some Rich Guy as a party place back in the 1800s. And now, if you want to rent it out, it costs an awful lot of money. <laughs> it's got one bedroom, but you're paying like well over, at today's prices anyway, well over £600 a night. So it is pricey, but the views, you can't compare the views. Absolutely spectacular. So we're walking, and I could hear noises. And as we got to the inlet, we looked down, and we could see lots of people wearing diving gear. And they were standing on this ledge, and the waves were just kind of crashing up around them. And I'm thinking, what on earth are they doing? (laughs) But obviously... They were learning how to dive. But we were so far away, it was kind of hard to see at first. And you could hear the instructor calling, telling them what to do. So we found ourselves just standing on the clifftop, watching them for a little while. And me feeling like, oh my goodness, I just can't imagine jumping into that water. No, thank you. (laughs) So we turned around and made our way back. When I'm looking at that photo today and I'm thinking about the show and the scripture that I read, talking about the Apostle Paul and Barnabas kicking the the dust off their feet and continuing on their journey to where their message is appreciated, and it makes me think about my business because I'm a marketer and you always think about who is your target audience and how do you speak to them in a way that they are receptive to. And I'm thinking about Paul just kind of brushing off his audience and. To download the photo from today's episode, Or any of the other episodes, visit ttlm.pictures.